0: Welcome to this webinar series, Physical Activity Researcher podcast and International Society for Physical Activity and Health, ISPA, have started a race. We have edited their webinars to audio-only podcast versions, so you can listen to them also on the go. Our mission is to advance science and share scientific knowledge, so if your organization as
1: relevant webinars or lectures and would like to get more audience to them, please let us know. But without further ado,
0: let's jump to the webinar.
2: Uh, we go straight to the next speaker. Ver- uh, Veronica cabana says from Spain, the Senior Enrique Accord. Veronica is a postdoctoral researcher at the I am the AI Food and Collaboration, uh, professor at the Autonomous University of Madrid. Uh, Veronica has participated in several uh, projects uh, contributed in Congress. Uh, his, uh, her research focus is the epidemiology of physical activity and sending behavior in youth, adult, and older population. Please, uh, uh,
0: Ver- Veronica hi everyone first of all many thanks to the purpose group for inviting me to participate in this meeting in which i'm going to present one of our ongoing studies that is the enrica senior but first i would like to briefly explain where this cohort comes from because actually we started the enrica cohort in 2008 as a multi purpose study aiming to assist the distribution, awareness, and control of main cardiovascular risk factor in the Spanish population. In this study, the data collection methods were applied in three sequential stages. A computer-assisted telephone interview evaluating different variables, for example, lifestyle behaviors or sociodemographics, among others. A first home uh, a first home visit to collect blood and urine samples and to perform a physical exam including blood pressure and anthropometric measures, and a second home visit to complete a face-to-face interview about the use of medication and a computer-assisted diet history. The follow-up of the Enrica cohort was performed throughout the Enrica Seniors One cohort but only for participants aged 60 years or older, in three waves in 2012, 2015, and 2017. The assessment methods were very similar to those in Enrica's study, but some evaluation were added, for example, the short physical performance battery. However, in all these previous cohorts, All lifestyle behaviors, like physical activity or central behavior, were self-reported, which we knew to be a huge limitation. For that reason, in this context, we decided to restart the cohort created the Enrica Senior 2 cohort in 2016. One of the main novelties in this cohort, with respect to the previous ones, Uh, was the use of accelerometers to evaluate movement behaviors of participants. In this case, the sample was made up of more than 3,000 participants aged 65 years or older, but they were selected from community-living individuals in Madrid instead of at national level. The main aim of this cohort was focusing on the risk of physical and cognitive function impairment in older people. Again, the organization of data collection was very similar to that of previous cohorts, but including more physical assessments such as dynamometry, audiometry, accelerometry, and several tests to evaluate cognitive and executive function. Focusing on accelerometry, we used ActiGraph accelerometers with a sample frequency of 100 Hz, so that participants were asked to wear the accelerometer for seven consecutive days, attached to their non-dominant wrist. Uh, accelerometer data were processed using the gear package in R, applying all the steps included in this package. The first follow-up of this new cohort was carried out between 2018 and 2019, applying the same methods. However, we were aware that of telemetry may overestimate physical activity and underestimate sedentary time. For this reason, in the second follow-up of this cohort, which began in October last year, we included rice accelerometry, but also thigh accelerometry for all participants, with some exception for sampling those with skin conditions. We are using activity accelerometers placed on the thigh for seven consecutive days and at sample frequency of one hundred hertz, in order to data could be compared to that from the rise of accelerometer. The protocol for placing the accelerometer on you. the side is almost identical to that suggested by the proper team. so that at first a piece of a skin medical tape is placed on the skin, later a small piece of double-sided tape is attached and the accelerometer is then placed vertically and covered with a transparent dressing. And we are still in the data collection phase of this follow-up, so we can only report some basic numbers. Uh, But uh, one piece of information that I find very interesting is that among participants with home visit performance at this point, more than 500, only eight participants did not agree to wear the thigh accelerometer. Suggesting that there is a low initial rejection for wearing the Thai accelerometer, even though it could be more uncomfortable. However, we still cannot ask for some questions, such as the percentage of participants who have removed the Thai accelerometer, or how different or similar are the data recorded by both accelerometers. But I hope to be able to ask for these questions soon maybe for the next purpose meeting. And just to finish, only note that around 1,000 new participants are planning to be aided to the cohort, starting the evaluation at the, ed- and the end of the year, converting the Enrica Senior to a cohort in a dynamic cohort. In these new participants, both a telemetry on rice and side will be included so i think that that's all for now and thank you so much for the attention thank you veronica um
2: i haven't got any question but i had but we are limited on time so i should uh, uh, just a quick one uh, do you have any you, you said something about the experience what was the experience with the Tyworn versus wrist that there was a lower participant rate with uh, with the tie born. Uh, do you know
0: why? What was uh, why didn't they want to wear the tie? We had only eight participants that uh, rejected to to wear the the tie accelerometer. Um, mm, we have no data uh, right now uh, about why they rejected it, but I think that is a very small number. Uh, among all uh, invited to, to to place it on the time. So I think that is a good thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank you, Veronika. Thank you so very much. Uh, we're going straight to the next speaker, Randy Epson from Lolland Falster Health Study Lufus. Uh, since 2014, Randy has been a project manager and principal investigator of the Lufus with the responsibility for the data collection, the database, and the collaboration with LUFUS subprojects. Her research area is public health with a special emphasis on physical activity and self-reported health measures. Please, Randi, you can share. Uh, yeah.
1: Thank you for this exciting conference and for the invitation to present LUFUS to PROPASS members and others lolland Health Study, also called LUFUS, is a Danish household-based population study. The data collection that took four years was sponsored by the local hospital, Region Sealand, and the two local municipalities. Applications for use of data and proposals to enter into consortiums are handled by the LUFUS Steering Group. And I'm the manager, the PI, and the daily administrator of LUFUS. Lufus collaborates with numerous research groups in various scientific fields about the use of data. Although the Danish population is genetically relatively homogeneous, population health varies across regions of the country, with life expectancy in Lolland-Falster being five years below the municipalities with the highest life expectancy. The region scores worse than the national average on several health indicators. During the data collection, LOFUS had three examination sites for data collection, shown as red spots on the map. Participation rates varied between age groups, with young men being a particularly difficult group to reach. The overall participation rate uh, ended at 35.5%, and almost 19,000 individuals participated. Uh, participation was, of course, voluntary for all invited individuals. So not all participating households were complete. We invited uh, people above the age of 18 or 18 or above, uh, using their uh, randomly uh, uh, selecting using randomly selecting using their unique identification number. Um, and uh, as I said, they could come all together from a household or they could uh, participate individually. The age of participants ranged from three months to 96 years. The data collection uh, included a series of clinical examinations, such as anthropometric measures, ECG, blood pressure, and lung function, depending on the age of the participant. Blood and urine samples were collected for same day analysis and blood, urine, faeces, and saliva were stored in the regional biobank. Questionnaires were electronic and self-administered from the age of 11, while parents were asked to complete questionnaires on behalf of their young children. We started with axilometer measurement one year after the start of LUFUS, because it took time to find funding. From February to 2017, we managed to get enough devices to include families with children. And for the last 15 months of the LUFUS data collection, we managed to include all LUFUS participants. We used two activity AX3 devices, one on the right thigh and the other on the right side of the lower back and the Omgui software. Uh, participants were instructed to wear the axiometers for seven consecutive days. Data reduction was done by our very close colleague Jan Brunn at the University of Southern Denmark. We have actual metadata on children down to 10 months of age. Uh, Of course, toddlers should, of course, be able to walk to be included. But here I present only the number of adult participants with at least three days of recording. As you can see, the total number is around 3,700, with the majority of individuals being between the age of 40 and 69 years and being female. So far, data from the dual accelerometer measurements have been published in two articles that were part of the PhD thesis by Therese loggenwitz pedersen She examined resemblances in physical activity among members of families with children Currently, axlometer data on adults are being analyzed for PhDs and other projects on multimorbidity, inflammation, and diabetes. And we are expecting more applications to the LUFUS steering group in the future. Physical activity in LUFUS is a collaboration between several Danish research groups, which all deserve thanks for their contributions, both financial and scientific. And references for this presentation are presented here. And finally, thank you for the attention or for the opportunity to be part of PROPASS.
2: Thank you, Rande, uh, And again, uh, uh, an impressive course study from Denmark. Uh, because we have a little bit limit of time, uh, you got no questions. <laughs> so we That's just, fine. Uh, but, uh, well, thank you for the presentation. We got a good, good overview of the Lulon-Folster study. Uh, the next speaker is Fabio Francese from the SHARE Survey of Health, Aging, and Retirement in Europe. Fabio works at the SHARE Database Management since 2019, is so a part of the coordination team of the SHARE Accelerometer Study. His research interests are inequalities in health and health behavior. Please, Fabio, you can start your presentation.
3: Thanks a lot. Hello. So, yeah, I am presenting SHARE, that is the Survey of Health, Aging, and Retirement in Europe, and the accelerometry study that we did within SHARE. So, first of all, SHARE is, as the name suggests, is a, a survey to study older populations. So, we have um, people from age 50 and older in our sample. We do also interview their partners. They can be younger than 50, but the general focus is on the 50 plus generation. And it's cross-national. So, SHARE started back in 2004 with, with 12 countries and now there are 28 countries. It's almost the complete coverage of the European Union. Only Ireland is missing because they have another uh, comparable study. And but therefore we yeah we have uh, Switzerland included and also Israel. So a total of 28 countries. SHARE is a panel study, so we interview the same persons every two years. So that is the aim to track the respondents over the time to have uh, their aging trajectories, the uh, transition into retirement, and everything that comes with aging um, Yeah, in our data. Data set uh, or the, uh, the questionnaire is multidisciplinary. So we have a face-to-face interview that we do. And in the questionnaire, a lot of topics are covered. Um, But the most important ones are listed here. It's health and health behavior, finances, family, and social relations. But we do have other questions, for example, on um, computer skills and psychological factors, life satisfaction, working conditions, stuff like that. But um, health and health behavior is one of the very important issues in SHARE. Um, And we want to look at the health of the aging population. And from its beginning, CHAIR is very much interested in not only asking people for their health and health behavior, but actually measuring. So, for example, um, grip strength test is included in every interview. And in line with that, we also wanted not only to ask people for their physical activity, but actually measure their physical activity. And that is what we did with the accelerometry study that we did in wave eight of SHARE that was conducted in 2019 and 2020. For the accelerometry part of SHARE in wave eight, it was 10 countries that um, did the accelerometry study that was Sweden, Denmark, Germany, Poland, Czech Republic, Belgium, France, Spain, Italy, and Slovenia. And in these countries, not all of the share sample um, were asked to wear an accelerometer, but only a sub-sample. And we asked the respondents in the face-to-face interview, we asked them if they are willing to wear an accelerometer on the thigh for eight days. and if they consented, then they received the device and all the instruction afterwards via mail. Our aim was to collect a total of 2,000 measurements, so 200 in each of the countries. Unfortunately, we didn't achieve that goal due to the COVID pandemic. We had to stop fieldwork work in March, 2020. And at that point, we collected um, more than 850 valid measurements. The data that we collected or parts, or yeah, some of this data is already released. It's available for share users, so every researcher can register as a share user and can get access to it free of charge. We did not release the raw data, but some generated variables that we generated um, based on the raw data. But maybe we will have. Um, an update with the raw data in the future. Anyway, we want to extend the measures that we provide to the share users, for example, with the activity recognition that is, um, as we heard earlier, is one of the projects of PROPASS, so that we can have data on specific activities that we can provide for users for their research. I think for uh, ProPass share it can be valuable as we cover um, different countries. It can be complemented other studies. For example, the uh, that, that we heard the Enrica senior study from Spain. We also have Spain Spanish data with um, older persons, or also for other studies that do not cover the old older generation in that detail. We can have. We deliver some information on these age groups. And I think that's, that can be valuable for ProPass and other cohorts. So that's all from my side. That was a very quick overview of SHARE and the SHARE accelerometry data. Um, yeah, thanks a lot for your attention.
2: Thank you, Fabio. Um, I have a general question. It's to all the speakers, but how are you and others of course to so addressing recruitment of those who from low income
3: groups, for example, how do you handle that? So we in, in share aim for a or it's it's a representative study. We want to be representative, and if possible, we have register um, data yeah. that we use for the the sampling procedure. Yeah. So yeah. that is our approach, yeah.
2: Thank you so much,
3: Fabio. Thanks for joining us this week on Physical Activity Researcher Podcast. If you like the show, make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing or following the show on Twitter. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. If you found value in the show, we would really appreciate a rating on